Welcome to the Five Year You Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself one day at a time. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kat. And we promise to keep it raw, real, and relatable. Are you ready to grow? This podcast is intended to entertain, educate, and inspire you on a personal journey towards your best self. We are in no position to give advice and are hot messes on the best of our days. Clearly, we're in no position to offer health or medical advice or really any life advice, but we want to entertain you. Just a reminder, this is not a replacement for proper medical care or therapy. If you are struggling, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Let's jump in. Today's episode is called How to Love Yourself. So in this episode, we're going to dive into how to love yourself more, the ups and downs of trying to do that, and hopefully give you some tips that you can walk away with and start being a better friend to yourself and love yourself truly. So Kat, what do you think? I was going to say, I thought that I loved myself. You know, I thought I was all right with myself. I was like, you know, she cool. No, I thought I was good with myself. But a couple of years ago, I bought my kids a book, really cute book called I Like Myself. And it's a children's book. And they were like, I don't know, two, three, four years old. And inside of the book, you know, it's like, I like myself even if I have purple hair and even if I have this or even if I have this on my nose. And, you know, it was all very like positive. And I realized that it was hard for me to read the book out loud. It felt so uncomfortable for me to say, I like myself out loud. And it's kind of a rough time for me. I was definitely in regular therapy at the time. And so it was kind of, as we like to say, cracked open, like very introspective. And I just sort of noticed that it was hard to read this little children's book out loud. And I remember talking about it in therapy. And of course, it's, you know, it's a worthiness issue. And, but if you don't feel worthy, then you don't treat yourself well and you sort of like that other people don't treat you well because how you treat yourself is how you invite other people to treat you. Right. And so it might not be a given like truly loving yourself, at least for me first kind of had that awakening moment of not being able to read that little children's book to a lot of, of work and effort to you know reach the point I'm at today. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know it's, we promise to be raw and real in this. And I think, when it comes to loving yourself, I would hazard a guess that most people don't love themselves. My own personal experience came about two years ago, and I am uh, kind of getting into mediumship and these things. And somebody had sought me out and said, like, I have a message for you. And I'm like, okay. And I said, it is like, it's a little weird. I'm like, that's okay. What is it? And it's like, you need to love yourself. And I instantly burst out crying and I cried for about 20 minutes straight in front of this person. And it was someone you had never met, right? No, it's someone I never met. I have, as uh, you know, I have friends kind of all over North America and my friend was working with someone and he said, whoever you're thinking about right now, I need to talk to him. And we made the, the contact and kind of left it at that. He didn't say anything at that point. He just said to me, I'm going to need to talk to you at some point. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Strangers. Like, you know, this is through yeah. like a zoom, a yeah. zoom call. I'm like, okay, stranger on the internet. And I'm like, you know, my friend kept saying to me, like, he's not letting go of this. Like he's 
contacting me every few days asking, you know, how, how's Andy? That's, this is a friend who's known me since the day I was born. He grew up across the street from me. Not the friend telling me this, but he's like this other guy is coming to me over and over again saying he really needs to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, so that's fine. And at this point too, like I am sick. Like my insides are like, I have indigestion. I have acid reflux. I have that kind of gaping hole in my heart, which I'm realizing is self-love at this moment. So he tells me this and I start loving myself or I need to start loving myself. I'm not. And it literally took me on like a, a 18 month journey to get to, you know, a place where I'm like, okay, I think I can like myself, not love myself. That took me to liking myself and it unrooted a whole bunch of things. I spent 40 plus years of my life putting my emotions in little perfect boxes and putting those perfect boxes stacked very, very nicely in the garage. And it's my emotional garage. When he said that to me, my emotional garage was full and I couldn't put anything else into it. And I was like literally leaning up against the door, trying to make sure like everything doesn't come out because, you know, I just didn't want to face anything. And then when I opened it up, that's when the floodgates happened. And that moment of like going, I don't love myself. I'm not lovable. I don't know why I'm not lovable, but I'm not. But when I look back on it, and I was thinking about this yesterday because I knew we were going to talk about this. I was thinking about for years, like my whole life, I've never been able to look at pictures of myself when I was younger. And, you know, and like, I was a pretty cute kid. So I, it's, it's a strange thing to not, you know. I have seen little angel baby pictures of blonde hair, yeah. blue-eyed Andrew. <laughs> White curly haired Andrew. Oh big, yeah. Big grin. Like a little shrub. Yes. And a good example of loving myself is I never would have made that kind of comment yeah. a couple of years back, but I couldn't look at myself and I realized there, there has to be something wrong with this because normally people like, like, you know, I go to, to help, uh, you know, friends place, everybody's like, Oh, let's look at old pictures and do this stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, you know, I just couldn't. And that's when I started to realize that, you know, I had a lot of uh, packaged emotions that I need to unbox and I started to unbox them. And yeah. that, led me to loving myself. And I love myself very, very much right now. I'm not always perfect. I am more closer to being a best friend to myself than I ever have. Still have moments. And I'm always going to have moments. It's not about getting it perfect. It's just about knowing that like, you know, and Andy, I love you for who you are. And I love that you're still trying. You keep getting knocked down, but you keep getting back up again. I love that story. And I love that you're to this point now. And Having known you as long as I have, just seeing the transformation has just been amazing. Thank you. I love this story and I love how this man kind of comes out of nowhere and makes such a big impact on your life. And I think that's what we're kind of hoping to be for anyone listening to this. And by yes. sharing sort of not fun stories about ourselves or things that maybe don't paint us in the best light at, at first, you know, that we're hoping to say like, look, you're not the only one that has these thoughts in your head. You're not the only one that has trouble with this or trouble looking at old pictures or feels pain when you, you know, look back on certain things and certain memories, but there is hope and there are steps that you can take. And I think a good first step is to actually Find something that you like about yourself. 
all of us have interesting quirks, physical attributes, something about us that is unique and kind of fun, maybe a little funky, (laughs) maybe a little weird. And accepting that quirk about yourself is sort of the first step. Yeah. Can you give an example of what your first step was? (laughs) I beat you to it. So (laughs) yeah, no, but like I said, when I read the, I like myself book, I was in therapy and was sort of identifying a, a worthiness issue and a really interesting technique to make yourself feel worthy is to treat yourself really well. And so a very simple thing that I started to do was I started to buy myself flowers from Trader Joe's. Now I'm an extraordinarily frugal person and I pretty much uh, don't ever buy extras. And if I'm buying extras, it's going to be for one of the kids or someone I love, like literally never for myself, but that's a worthiness issue. So I started to buy flowers for myself for Trader Joe's, put them on my desk. I refreshed them like every week or two. And I just started doing sort of nice things for myself. If you want to learn about how to change thought patterns, uh, we discussed this a lot in our last episode, how to be your best friend, um, that that's a good first step. And again, I said another good first step is like finding things you like about yourself. Like I legit have a bunny birthmark on one of my cheeks. It's pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Although it's sort of looking like kind of like a funky heart these days. But uh, I've always called it a bunny since I was a kid. And, you know, like I try to not cover it up because it's something unique about my face. I'm also uh, extraordinarily sensitive. So is Andrew. And in previous generations, this was like a very big negative. And I know my mom was always like, this is my sensitive child. Or like, if I cried, I'd be like, yeah, it's because she's sensitive. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it was sort of seen as something that I needed to improve. But as an adult, I realized like, my sensitivity is a strength. That's what makes me a good person. It's what makes me a caring person. And yeah, it's a little bit extra compared to most people, but it's what makes me me. And so trying to appreciate those things about yourself and seeing yourself as unique and being okay with that has not only been great for me, it's been great for me to notice my kids too. Hmm. I love that when you see that resonate outwards, especially to the kids, right? Because it's just such a powerful thing. It really is. It's funny you say the too sensitive thing and being a a male and that is really sensitive. It's been hard because like, you know, like I'll I'll want to cry at different points in like, you know, a commercial, a Kleenex commercial. (laughs) Um, But I was having an issue uh, yesterday and I was talking with my mom and then something happened. I won't go into the details, but she just kind of looked at me afterwards and said, you're too sensitive. And she said it with a loving, like she loves that about me. And I just kind of smiled and I said, yeah, I know. And then I took a long pause and I'm like, I love myself. So I said to her, yeah, I know it's my superpower. And she said, yeah, it is. And to me, that was just, it's a really nice, nice thing because I think we look at the things we don't like about ourselves and view them as uh, negatives. And, you know, they've just become these little barriers to uh, loving ourselves sometimes. And those are your quirks. Those are the things that make you, you embrace them. You know, I think it's, you were born perfect and you are always perfect. It's just how you choose to see yourself and you are capable of loving yourself at any given moment. It is a choice. You know, when we talk about stuff like this cat, you know, stuff just kind of pops into my brain and comes out, but somebody out there, if you're listening to this right now, 
you are lovable and you are worthy of loving yourself. I love that. And I think it's, it's especially hard. And you brought up a good point and I'll echo your mom, like big fan of your sensitivity. I think it is your superpower. And I think that you stand as an example for other men who might be sensitive men, but we're in a society where that's not really valued or it's not considered a part of what it means to be masculine in today's society. I think that narrative is changing and it's because of people like you who speak up and and speak out about it. But it's especially hard when your uniqueness or the special thing about yourself is sort of contrary to cultural norms at the time. And so if that's you too, just know that it's okay and it makes you even extra special and it makes you stand out in a different way. And I want to say like, it's sort of natural to want to fit in and not to like point out these things that uh, create the sense of otherness in yourself. One of the first books I read this year was Atomic Habits. And in the book, he talks about how fitting in is part of our protective mechanisms, right? In the caveman days, you you didn't want to stand out. It goes against our built-in primal protection mechanisms. Biologically, an animal that stands out is going to be an easier target. An animal that stands out or looks different or whatever is going to become prey. So now we live in this modern industrialized society and all of us can still eat and survive even if we stand out or you know have a birthmark or different color hair or something like that. But all of us still have those primal instinctual reptilian parts of our brain that kick in. And a lot of people are shunned for the things that make them different. It's challenging to like the parts of yourself that might be different. So this is not a shame thing about like, oh, you want to fit in so much. There's something wrong with you. No, it is part of our like DNA of who we are. It's so genetic makeup. Yes. To not stand out. And so this is sort of like a new thing in the human race. This is sort of a new time where because our basic needs are taken care of, you do have the opportunity to identify the things about yourself that make you unique and stand out for them. We both have kids and... I think it becomes very, very evident once you get into the school system, how much you should conform because that's when you start really encountering the social dynamic of kids being mean, which really isn't about you. It's about them, but that's really hard to get across when you're five through 50 and (laughs) it's, it gets easier, but you know, I think one of the big quotes that uh, kept showing up on my phone, you know, I use the motivation app every, every day. I love it. And when I was looking at it and my son actually did a plaque for me with this, it's don't change yourself so that other people like you be yourself so that the right people love you. And it's hard because you might lose people. Yes, I did. I'm sure Catherine has an end time. It might be uh, lonely at times too. But the upshot of that, the, the good part of that is that you are being true to yourself. When you put yourself in situations where you don't love where you are, where you don't love who you're with, you are effectively saying everybody else is more important than you. And when you are saying that to yourself, day in and day out, that everyone else is more important, that their love for you is more important than the love you have for yourself. 
it takes a toll on you. And you didn't come here for that. You came here to figure out how to love yourself. And by loving yourself and embracing who you are, you'll be able to love the people around you properly. And I say properly because I don't think we know what true love is until we love ourselves. I've done a lot of thinking about this, but I think most of us, like, you know, you get into school and it's like, oh, who has a girlfriend? Who has a boyfriend? All this stuff. And we kind of get into this mindset of, I have to find someone out there to come into my life, to validate me, to love me, and to make me feel special. And often that person is doing the same thing. So you feel like it's natural and it's not because you're not coming from a place of love in that relationship. You're coming from a place of need. You need that person to love you for you to feel good. And my thoughts, and they're just mine. I'm not going to lump you in on this one, Kat. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do believe that when you love yourself, you don't just love the people around you more. You start to have love for everyone. We're all connected. It's a hard thing to kind of understand and get and to feel on certain days, especially when somebody cuts you off in traffic or somebody who knows to push your buttons, pushes your buttons. We're not talking about perfection and all this. What we're talking about is loving yourself and going, you know what? No, that's not okay. It's not okay that you said this about this other person that I care about. It's not okay that you said this about me. You know, I'm going to love myself first and that's how I'm going to show up in the world. And I have noticed from my own experience, and I'm guessing Kat, you can relate when you show up loving yourself, people treat you differently. I don't know what it is, but very, very, very well. It's an energy and along those same lines, anyone that you're partnered with who makes you feel like you have to change something about yourself to please them is not somebody who cares about your value and your worth to yourself. Um, I know I was in a previous relationship with someone who didn't like the way that I dressed or they would make comments like, oh, I saw this woman today and she looked really nice and this is what she was wearing. This is the handbag she was holding. And like, I think, you know, it looks really nice and like you should consider dressing like that instead of how you dress. And I say it now and I'm, I'm sure it was said with the best of intentions, but the best way to continue to love yourself and be authentic to who you are is to surround yourself with people who honor and appreciate that journey that you're on as well. And if anybody detracts from that, right, they might not be your people. And that's a very hard thing to admit to yourself over time. But the journey here, and as we've said in many previous episodes, like the path to happiness is love. And the way to love yourself is to be your authentic self, no matter what that looks like. And that's the way to be truly at peace. I didn't know you were going to use that example. So I just wanted to kind of explore it real quick. So when you were told that, there's a bunch of ways you could have reacted to it. If you loved yourself, and I don't know if you did at this point or not. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Hard, I kind of got hard that impression. Hard pass but... on loving myself in that moment. Yeah. Okay. So when you hear that and you love yourself, you can hear that and go, well, that's nice for them. That's not me. I love who I am, how I am. Yeah. But when you don't, you can look at it and you're going to go, oh, 
well, then I need to get this bag because if I get this bag, then you will love me. And then that will make me feel good. And that will make me worthy of this love, this relationship. Right. You're always worthy of love. Everyone is worthy of love. You listening to this right now, you are worthy of love. It's a really important thing that you understand. And I know it's going to be upsetting and hard for some people, but clearly if beating up on yourself and hating yourself worked, you would be happy by now. And I know that's a real strange sentence, but it's not working. Try loving yourself and see what happens. I guarantee you life changes. You don't have to be anything to love yourself, have anything, possess anything, have any certain kind of money or a certain kind of house or car. You don't have to do anything to earn the love and approval for yourself. Like Andrew said, you were, you were born worthy and there's nothing you have to do extra beyond that. You're lovable exactly as you are and you don't have to improve or do anything to earn the love of others. The more authentic you are, the more you will attract those who love the true pieces of yourself. Let's talk mornings. Do your mornings suck? Ours used to. So we came up with magic mornings. Whether you wake up with a kid's foot in your face or have a giant dinosaur to walk every morning, we have a simple system to start your morning off right. Head over to 5 slash mornings and download it for free. That's fiveyearu.com slash mornings. I'm going to share with you as an action step, something that I did to help myself love myself. This just kind of came to me when I was meditating one day. So get yourself into a meditative state, just kind of sit there, close your eyes, follow your breath, and then go back in your life to when you were a baby and see if you can love yourself then. Can you love yourself at five, six, seven, ten, fifteen? If you can love yourself as a baby, you can love yourself now. And if you can't love yourself as a baby, you know, there might be some, you know, shadow work that needs to be done and all the things, therapy. But the point is that if you can find any point, even a moment that you love yourself, it means you're capable of doing it. So what I did is I started going back. I'm like, can I love myself as a baby? Yeah, I was cute. Can you love yourself at two? Yeah, I was okay. Can I love yourself at five? Eh, I'm a little gross, but okay. That's, oh, that's fine. And I kind of got to the point where I was uh, 13 and I had this one specific picture of me in my mind. And it was of me like in a, my hockey photo. And if there's nothing more Canadian than saying hockey photo, I, I don't know what is. <laughs> but I, I looked at it and I thought, no, I'm like, okay, there's something there. And that's when I kind of stumbled onto the fact that I had been abused and it's not like I, had, I wasn't aware of it. Like my memory hadn't locked it away or anything like that, but it made me recognize that there's something here that isn't right. And I need to look into this more. And for me, I went to therapy. Uh, I did EMDR. And uh, over a course of a couple of months, I was able to release it. And the changes were immense because it took away this cornerstone of my belief system that I shouldn't love myself. And when that got removed, I was able to replace it with love. And everything else kind of changed. It's such an interesting process. And... 
I would strongly recommend for you, listener, to just take some time before, you know, give yourself permission to have some quiet time. And if you're having a hard time loving yourself, find out maybe where that started. You're worth loving. I know I can say this with 100% certainty. I love you because I love everyone. And it's not a state that I got to easily, but I'm very grateful to be there. And it feels so much better in life to love everyone than it does to hate. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that going through a meditation like that or going through a thought process like that is really good advice. It might be really challenging for people at first, but it's, it's a good first step for those who are ready to make a change in how they view themselves. Do you want to move on to the glimmers? Yeah. So just before I was going to say, so the challenge today is to find something you love about yourself and what makes you unique. And if bonus points, if you want to do the meditation thing and dive deeper, go for it. So yes, let's, let's jump let's into glimmers. The glimmers. Glimmers are the happy, sparkly things that occur throughout the day that just make us happy, make our lives easier. Could be a book, could be an app could be anything really. Um, but we just share it as a way and helps us to sort of look around and focus on things that make us happy. So what is your glimmer today, Andrew? So my glimmer today is I got an arrow garden for growing herbs and I don't really know how I'm going to use it, but I have had so much delight every morning watching these little things, these little herbs grow. It's like, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's like I'm growing basil and dill and like it came with like a six pack of prepackaged herbs. Is it a Canadian thing to say herbs? Because we say herbs. Jeez, I don't know if it's a Can- <laughs> I don't know if it's a Canadian thing. We can, we, yes, we're gonna do yes, an episode at some point on all the Canadian and American differences oh in our gosh. in our vocabulary. So and many. So so many. Yeah, no, we say I say herbs and in French, I would say herbs, so because I'm bilingual, I just wanted to drop that in, you know. Every day, at least Je once. Français. Yeah. Every day, um, at least once. Yeah, but yes. So I got this thing with the the dill and the basil and the thyme and a few other things, and it's just really neat to just watch something grow in front of you, and it's growing really fast too. So that's awesome. Cool. How about you? How about you, Kat? What's your glimmer? Well, I say um, I can actually confirm that this is a glimmer after using this system for a few months. But um, as I have probably mentioned before in the podcast, I'm not really much of a cook. It's not really my jam. And so as a solo mom, uh, I really struggled with the dinner every night. And it's just also overwhelming. And uh, but last August, I started doing macaroni Monday. Taco Tuesday, Wake Up Wednesday, Tropical Thursday, and Fun Friday. It has been life-changing. It's like just loose enough to keep things interesting. It's flexible enough. So like Macaroni Monday could be any kind of pasta. It could be macaroni and cheese. But, you know, at least I know that I need to make time to boil the water that day. Right? And Taco Tuesday is just, it could be nachos. It could be tacos. It could be something else. I think we made a taco salad one day. But Wake Up Wednesday, flexible. Could be eggs. So breakfast. Could be waffles. Okay. Yeah, it's breakfast. Yeah, tropical Thursday. Okay. I always do like smoothies, fruit salad, maybe some grilled chicken, something like that. Fun Friday is usually pizza. But I have never stuck with a quote unquote meal plan this long in my entire life. I have tried so many things, so many subscriptions, <laughs> so many meal services, just so many things. And 
this is the longest running. It's been amazing. Wow. It's so cool when you find something that works and you can stick to. And I'm imagining at this point, like it's several months in, so it's it's kind of automatic. Yeah. The kids know what to expect and, uh, you know, they can help out with suggestions and ideas. But I mean, I thought it would get boring for them, but it's not like kids love consistency and schedules. And so do I. So, you know, this is not for the people that love chopping vegetables and like making nice things every night. This is for the people who struggle <laughs> and who just need a plan and who are tired of doing takeout and spending money on that. So yeah, hope it helps. That's my glimmer. All right. Well, I think we've done a lot of good today. Yep. Feel free to drop us a line and we can't wait to hear from you. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, it doesn't matter where you come from. It only matters where you're going. As always, we're rooting for you. To stay up to date on the podcast, hit subscribe wherever you listen and follow us on social media at 5 Year You.